0: Welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted
1: by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecai. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you
0: everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without
1: having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process.
0: This is the best day of my life because Megan is finally back on the Nutrition Awareness Podcast after, it's kind of been like months. I'm so rusty. You're rusty? I don't know how to do this. You're doing great so far. You said words on the microphone. Cool. I think that suffices. And we're talking about something pretty fun today, pretty chill, which is the nutrition and wellness trends that we are predicting for 2023. And these are based off what our clients have asked us a lot, especially towards the end of 2022 and already this year, and what we've seen on social media and from other uh, resources where dietitians and nutritionists
1: hang out. I'm going to throw you off here because I just remembered... That two people so far this year have asked me about greens powders. Okay. I we just didn't had- talk about this ahead of time, but two people. One was a good friend and one was just somebody random. Like, what do you think about those greens powders? Because I think they're probably hitting those Instagram ads hard right now since it's January. So that's probably where people are seeing them a lot. Funny you bring that up because I had a
0: client this morning who told me that she... Drank a greens powder called Bloom, which is the one that I'm seeing everywhere. For the longest time, it was Athletic Greens. Yeah. Now it's Bloom. Okay. They've got these like hot girls on TikTok <sighs> doing their, what I do in a day or like my oh. my routine before my nine to five. Every single video without fail, they are mixing their Blooms green powder. And my client this morning told me she drank it and it made her crap her pants for like three <laughs> days. Perfect and I
1: said, makes sense. Bloom reminds me of algae. Like an algae bloom is not usually a good thing. I don't know, that's a weird it's <laughs> a weird name for me. I can't get down with that. I tried Athletic Greens this past year for a specific reason. I don't think I got sold by them. I think I can't take any kind of supplement, any kind of vitamin since I've had a baby. I don't know it doesn't react with my digestive system well. I get serious pain and cramps when i take any kind of vitamins or supplements so i can't take them and i know my diet's been lacking over the past couple months so i was like okay i'm gonna try and find a powder what's the best one out there and Mm. of course athletic greens is the one that everybody is like it tastes so good it's so amazing it just like totally changes my day and my perception and my mood and all this stuff so i did just the trial version of it and it's absolutely disgusting oh they're all disgusting it is absolutely disgusting it does not dissolve it does not taste good i did the you're supposed to do like a lemon water and super cold and shake it up and use a shaker i did all the things i maybe did it for five or six days in a row and i started having digestive issues again so i stopped doing it and there's probably i don't know 30 packets of the powder left in my pantry and it was like $80, $90, something crazy. And a multivitamin is like less than a cent a day for a good brand that is vetted. So I, yeah.
0: Zero out of 10 would not (laughs) recommend (laughs) Likewise, I, I had tried one back when I worked at the hospital like five years ago. Disgusting. I wanted to like it so bad because the company that I bought it from really made it look cool and i looked Mm -hmm. at the ingredients i'm like okay like yeah there's nothing bad on the ingredients it's all health boosting nutritious ingredients but is it overkill yeah you probably don't need all of these things and the unsexy advice is to just eat more vegetables and fruit (laughs) and whole foods (laughs) to me this isn't me if anyone's had like a great experience taking these things cool more power to you here's my opinion when you drink a greens powder, it makes you feel like you're doing something. It
1: did. I it was, like I was in the zone where I was going to yoga at 5 and 6 a.m. And I would drink that on the way there. And those were really the only days that I could do it. And it did make me feel like, hell yeah, like I'm Superman.
0: I would not want to be behind you during Downward Dog <laughs> after you just chugged
1: greens powder before your morning <laughs> yoga class. Well, it says to do on an empty stomach. But what pissed me off about it is... These super influential people mm-hmm. do these videos and talk about how awesome it is and it just makes me question literally everything I see anywhere because how much are they paying these people to say that it tastes amazing because it doesn't and there's no one out there that could taste that and say that it does taste amazing. I don't believe anything you're saying now.
0: Yeah, it, you could talk about all. You could talk about all the health benefits and there could be a lot of legitimacy in that. Sure, sure, yeah. But then if it's you good throw for you. in there, you know what I would respect. We should do this, okay? Athletic Greens Bloom. <laughs> Probably not gonna reach out to us after this, but Greens Powder. If we think it tastes disgusting, we should say it in an ad, right? Or anybody should, because wouldn't you respect the person more if they're like, Yes, hey, I would have. I hate vegetables and this is no better. Yes,
1: because I was <laughs> down the rabbit hole on Reddit looking up, you know, real people telling me how it's going to taste and comparing the different companies. And that's what I really want to know. I don't want to know what this person has to say because they're trying to sell me more of it. I want to know if it actually tastes good or not. It doesn't. Side note, I'm really excited that you're using Reddit.
0: (laughs) Just so everyone knows, it's not a good place to get your nutrition and diet and health information. But also, I refer to Reddit all the time to you, Megan. Yeah,
1: I don't know that I would... I think that it's a better place than... Because no one's trying to sell you anything. It's all real. Now, you
0: never know who's typing... But at least you know if on social media someone's curating something to make it look like they're this like picture perfect image of wellness. I mean, someone's gonna get on there and be like, "Oh yeah, I took Athletic Greens and it tasted like crap and I farted and I've even felt worse."
1: So at least it's all anonymous. So it's not like you're not trying to impress anybody. Yeah, I I have gone to Reddit many times to now Google like especially like with my digestive issues from taking supplements. Does anybody else out there have this? Like. great place love it so there you go folks there it is (laughs) (laughs) who needs a
0: dietitian when you have read (laughs) it so i think our prediction for greens powder is that they are still going to be present we're going to see a lot of them yes however their legitimacy
1: is uh, we wouldn't recommend them the only time i would recommend it is again if you have a hard time digesting certain things like maybe the powder form would be better for you but other than that i can't think of a reason
0: well, that's a good segue into another diet trend that's been here for a while. And I think it's only growing gut health,
1: gut health. You knew <laughs> it, right? Well,
0: I mean, first of all, when someone talks about trouble digesting things, if some, if you came in here and you were my client and we were talking about it and I can't find a pattern, oftentimes I don't find patterns or I will find a pattern it's either a yes or no, right? Pattern of what is causing you gut issues or just random foods, like mm-hmm. things that don't even make sense. You know, they'll be like, chicken doesn't feel so good, but then also neither does broccoli, but only if it's cooked, so I can do it raw, and that makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we start to do a little bit of digging and... Stress management goes really hand-in-hand with gut health. And I can see those two things together being a wellness trend. Mm And you're already seeing that a lot with people doing more low-impact workouts, doing a lot of breath work, meditation, uh, stress-reducing activities in order to improve digestion and gut health. And it's been talked about here on multiple episodes about how stress is related to irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. If we can't find a pattern in what you're eating and you're still having bloating, constipation, digestion, the gut health approach we would incorporate would not just be food; it would also be right. how
1: you manage your life. Mm-hmm. And then product-wise, I think companies are capitalizing on this and you know saying includes probiotics or good for your gut health or has fiber. You know they're adding a bunch of these fake, fi- fake fibers to foods and saying that promotes healthy digestion or whatever so be careful of those things are you
0: thinking of prebiotic sodas
1: yeah i i mean there's a lot of drinks out there that are
0: doing stuff like that now those are interesting those prebiotic sodas because on one hand yeah they're like a sweeter better alternative to soda or juice but they have a health halo they're mm-hmm. over exaggerated because of that gut health trend mm-hmm. so sure everyone wants a lower sugar alternative to soda yeah that's better for your health and they're going to throw in the fact that it's got prebiotics, which feed the good, healthy bacteria in your gut. But like, is it really legit? Yeah, I
1: just have to question that because I think, you know, for we've existed for however many years and we never had these prebiotic sodas. And there are all these other things out there that feed those probiotics other than whatever it is that they're putting in these sodas. So I think if you're going to look for something other than Coke to drink and that's what you're going to drink instead, great. But I think a lot of people are choosing it because they're like, oh, this is good for me. Mm -hmm. I'll drink one of these a day. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the brain's funny like that. It's going to find any excuse to... Do it once. Drink more of those things. And they're expensive. They're so expensive. (laughs)
1: It's
0: like $3 a can. What I do is whenever I go to the movies, there's a grocery store next to our uh, theater. And I go in there and I buy a drink, one of those poppy or ollie pop drinks instead of like a movie theater soda. And it gives me that like, I'm drinking a soda I think that makes sense. Yeah. Just got to bring a big purse. All right. Another wellness trend. I kind of brought this one up earlier, which is doing more low impact exercise and movement. So- related to nutrition, right? Exercise and, and diet go hand in hand. Yeah, Pilates has been on the rise this past year. Yoga is very popular. Hot girl walks was like the <laughs> yes. 2022 20, trend <laughs> yes. where girls were putting those weights on their ankles and doing walks, which I don't see that going anywhere. I just think more people are going to become accepting that low impact activity is... Maybe a better approach for them, depending
1: on their starting point. Right. And I think that old adage of, like, it has to be a 60-minute workout and all the classes being 60 minutes, I think Peloton has really broke that down because they do 15-minute workouts, and there's 15-minute Pilates classes, and there's 15-minute cycling classes. And I think it's taken away the pressure that you, in order to get a workout in, it has to be 60 minutes long.
0: Thank God. Yeah, because that's a lot. You know, you brought up something about our ancestors long ago, not drinking prebiotic drinks. (laughs) (laughs) And our ancestors long ago were not stopping in the middle of their day to do kickboxing, (laughs) sprint workouts. They were relaxing a lot with short bursts of exercise maybe to fight or run away i don't even know how often that
1: was really happening right but then they were just walking around and like doing stuff like Mm -hmm. they were just doing stuff. they were building building shelter and gardening and yeah you know hunting and gathering
0: yeah just (laughs) or being nomads walking and i believe that is in itself going to be a bit of a trend just copy and paste it into the modern era where the emphasis on just moving and creating
1: activity throughout your day will be less poo pooed on. Yeah, there's definitely an emphasis on that now just with that whole like sitting is the new smoking thing of okay, yes, maybe you do get thirty minutes of activity in on most days, but like what else are you doing throughout the day? Are mm-hmm. you sitting on your butt for those other fourteen hours? Stressed out in front of your computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be interesting. And that's something I really
0: enjoy talking with clients about those people who are really open to expanding what exercise looks like to them, because we can still sprinkle in high intensity things. But it's also more beneficial for your health to get up and walk throughout the day to incorporate some kind of stretching some um, active recovery days where you're moving your body and not just being idle, but not putting more stress yeah i can only see that going up and that ties into one of the other trends we've seen which is a big emphasis on sleep and we know this is huge because people are wearing aura rings and these different bands that track their sleep and their sleep quality and the conversation around how sleep plays a big role in appetite regulation weight mood energy
1: has always been there. I just think people are listening to it more often now. I know that it's more of a trend now, or something that people are more um, more thoughtful about because they'll bring it up in our consultations versus me always being the one that brings it up in consultations. Mm. Or if I do kind of allude to like, "Hey, how's your sleep?" They kind of talk about like, "Yes, I know it's something that I need to work on. Here's what I'm doing to try to address it." Like they're already addressing it, whereas I think. 10 years ago, it was weird if I asked about sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, What's that have to do with my goals? Yeah, I'm here to talk about my diet. Why are you asking me mm-hmm. about sleep? Now I think everybody knows how related they are. Maybe they don't know so much like on the scientific level and it helps to explain that to them, but I think a lot of people are aware now that that's kind of affecting everything in their day.
0: I do something for my sleep that you think's weird. I tape my mouth. <laughs> but I always forget. But I do. And maybe it's in my head that I feel like I sleep better. But I'm a snorer because I sleep on my back. I'm not going to go into my whole detail. But I have a really small mouth. And my tongue <laughs> blocks my airway. <laughs> so it makes me breathe through my mouth. Whatever. And so taping my mouth helps me breathe through my nose. And I think that just makes me feel more rested. And I thought that was just like a weirdo thing that nobody did. And then there's this whole book about it called Breath. I think it's by James Nestor. Don't quote me on that. Where he talks all about breathing and recommends these things. Where
1: did you get that recommendation to tape your mouth shut? Like, where did that come? Did did that come from your brain? Or like you were Googling like what to do if you snore?
0: I had a client two and a half years ago who told me
1: about it. He
0: was an older gentleman, was telling me about it, and just kind of raving on about it. I was like, oh, I snore, and it's embarrassing. And does it
1: rip all the skin off your lips? No. off? you order special mouth tape. Uh, yeah, I don't just put scotch tape. It. So on this there. is a thing that other people are clearly doing if there's mouth tape. Yes, and tape. I don't know if got it's it.
0: my algorithm that knows that I bought <laughs> mouth tape on Amazon, but I've seen tons of different videos and people po- talking about it. Got it. I guess there's a big thing about like your jaw and like our as humans have evolved, our mouths have changed, and a consequence is that we have smaller mouths these days which is not good we're not supposed to have small mouths we're just evolving to have that way or have um our skulls be be shaped that way and that obstructs our airways and the way we breathe so we're not supposed so we're to mouth. like pugs, basically yeah. <laughs> right because we're eating all these soft foods and like oh. doing things so i don't eat even. more jerky Eat more <laughs> jerky <laughs> i'm just kidding you strengthen those jaw muscles <laughs> We're not experts on this. I'm not an expert. (laughs) Look up mouth tape. Do your own research. I would say, actually, be careful because I know that if you have, like, trouble breathing at night and you tape your mouth, you could kill yourself. Okay. (laughs) So don't do that. Don't want that. You didn't hear it here. Yep. All right. Next wellness trend. Um, I'm curious if you think that meal kits are going to become more
1: popular or less popular. Home Chef, HelloFresh more for sure and i don't know if it's necessarily the ones that you're getting delivered to your house but if you walk in any grocery store now they have so many ready-made meals that you just have to heat up or you know throw in your oven so i think people are wanting those meal kits in the way that like there's maybe two or three steps and then you have a dinner ready i think it's becoming more and more rare that people just buy all the ingredients themselves and put things together at least that's what i see from my clients
0: I know. Sad. <laughs> Lost art. But also, it's good that these things are becoming more
1: available because then
0: people are going to be, hopefully, choosing less fast
1: food. Yeah, it's so easy now. It's. I mean, I just walked to Fresh Market right before this because I didn't have a lunch, mm-hmm. and I bought one of those ready meals, and it was super healthy. It was farro with kale. It had um, olives in it, celery balsamic chicken it was delicious and i didn't have to work for it easy peasy so i'm down do you think that the i i think i was i was gonna
0: say i think more of the pre-prepared heat and eat
1: meals are gonna become
0: more popular yes though one of your all-time favorites freshly just went out of business yeah i'm curious Mm -hmm. about why maybe if it was like a back-end thing internal thing
1: i all i read was that nestle bought them semi-recently and then it that and I don't know, like, what that did to the company or if they weren't making enough of a profit for Nestle to keep them in their repertoire or what. But yes, so Freshly was, was a big one in terms of ready to eat stuff. But I think people will just be re- relying more on the ones that you pick up at the store or maybe some local companies that do that. Yeah, if you're here in Orlando, Fit Life Foods is the one that I send to our people to a lot. Yeah.
0: I was at Sprouts the other day and I posted about this on our Instagram. They had a bunch of ready to eat meals just for one. And I saw like salmon and rice and like a shrimp and cheese rice. And then I realized they were like cauliflower rice ones. Mm-hmm. So they were all keto meals,
1: oh.
0: <laughs> which, Bummer. you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay, so just check for that
1: because keto, it looks like is not going anywhere either yeah. in 2023. Yeah. I had a client who he described his diet as dirty keto and he is having some heart issues and it really kind of scared him and he was like oh Mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this then so it just because you're losing weight on something doesn't mean it's healthy for your body so his cholesterol numbers were high his kidney numbers were actually a little bit messed up too so we're working on getting him into something that's a little more sustainable than that. Well, I think that's a great case study, right?
0: Because everyone's going to react different to things, but when we look at what does improve heart health, like what's pretty well accepted across the board, low sodium, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of these dirty keto foods (laughs) like cheese, salami, Bacon,
1: butter. Yeah.
0: yeah and then if you're doing clean keto whatever that is right we're just like coconut oil and olive oil okay fine but what else improves heart health high fiber diets yep. it is very hard to eat enough fiber from whole uh, fruits vegetables starchy vegetables
1: i mean sure you can get fiber from nuts seeds and avocados and the like but not very much well the average man is supposed to get what 30 35 grams yeah. of fiber in a day and on keto like you, you can't get that because you're only supposed to have, what, 50 or less grams of carbs in a day. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely not getting 30 grams of fiber.
0: I think you're lucky if you're allowed to have 50 grams of yeah. carbs. You'd have to be a pretty big person. And a lot of people will say, well, I'll just get my fiber from spinach and greens. Cool. You'll maybe get a, a couple of grams. <laughs> yeah. Good
1: luck on that. Yeah. You'll yeah.
0: have to eat a whole bucket. Or drink those nasty green drinks we were talking about, which obviously that's how we feel. So I don't see keto being a trend that's going to go away Mm -mm. this year. I think it's still going to be there. And the people that need to learn their lesson shall. I'm hopeful that with all the other talks about uh, other alternative ways to eat more balanced meals, which I do think is gaining more popularity or maybe more intuitive eating types of approaches, as those gain more traction perhaps keto will take a back seat.
1: Yeah. What about plant-based eating? Do you think that's do you think that's more or less popular than keto? Or are on the same wavelength. It's length? about the
0: same. Yeah. I think what attracts people to plant-based or keto, knowing that this is always a spectrum, right? So there are people who eat plant-based on a spectrum that's super vegan, no exceptions, no laws, to people that are just being more mindful about eating more plants and incorporating those foods and maybe eating less Mass-produced meat. I don't see it really going up or down. Maybe up more, but I, I do think that the conversations behind those things attract a lot of people that just want to jump on to something in hopes that it will help them lose weight. Yeah, I do hear a lot. I don't hear a lot of people saying that they want to eat more plant-based foods just to genuinely feel better, unless they're also desperate for some kind of weight change.
1: The place that opened right down the street from us, the Planties, it's like a, oh. basically a fast food place, but vegan, mm-hmm. a vegetarian, I don't know, plant-based. So they have plant-based burgers and plant-based fries, mm-hmm. and someone had asked me, they're like, oh, do you go there? And I'm like, no. <gasps> like, it's not a health food place. Like So I think people still assume because something is plant-based that it's more on the side of things that, like, you and I would be interested in, but- doesn't sound like you've ever been there I have no desire to go there things like that I'm hoping are on the decline of like doing plant-based just to do it it's like I if you're doing plant-based I think you want to do something that's better for your body better for the environment so like going and having this burger that's made with and, and I'm not saying this place specifically I don't know what their burgers are made out of but I would rather have like a salad full of a bunch of fun things than this burger that's resembles I don't know kind of fake food yeah there's something
0: about it that freaks me out maybe it's because I'm burned from looking at the ingredients of the impossible burger Mm -hmm. which is just alarming yeah Uh, so no I I, you're right you know the rise of those things that's the only new place I've seen at least here in Orlando I don't see a lot I wish there were more like plant-based healthy establishments Popping up. Orlando is actually
1: great compared to like a lot of other cities oh, really? in terms of like having plant-based well, options. So think about like the milk district, the almond milk yeah. district. Like there are a lot of options for plant-based people here that it's not so great in other cities. But I'm looking at their burger just at Planty's so I can say that I'm not talking shit for no reason. Um, while, while you look at that, I was having a client today who was telling me he loves
0: Beyond Burgers. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I get my protein from those things. And he started listing off a few other veggie burgers that were soy free. And we were discussing how just because something is a plant-based meat alternative doesn't mean it's a meat equivalent or an animal protein equivalent. So a burger might have 25 grams of protein while your veggie burger has five. And so you'd have to be more mindful about getting protein in from other sources, whether they're animal or not.
1: Yeah, so they don't actually tell you what's in the burger. It just says it's a plant-based burger. So I don't know. And there are some out there that are good in terms of like being made from grains like farro and sweet potato and black beans. And maybe that's what they've got. But I have a feeling if it was, wouldn't they tell us? I mean, yeah, they'd probably
0: be boasting (laughs) about that. Because I think there are a lot of people who are hyper aware of the odd ingredients in plant-based meat and chickens.
1: plant-based patty and then they have um fake chicken and fake chicken sandwiches they have fake fish they do not it's Uh. just burgers chicken they do they have a kale salad that you can add the fake chicken to um, they have fries, and then they have something that says plant style fries, which are fries with cheese and grilled onions. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fake cheese is um, what it is. Cashew cheese or something. I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says cheese. Newsflash:
0: fries are always
1: plant based unless they're cooked in animal lard. So I think that yeah, I mean they're not obviously not going for health food. They've got shakes and alcohol too. So
0: this is why this is a trend that's not going away. Clever marketing, marketing's amazing. (laughs) They have all of our data, we willingly give it to them. So if this company, you know, if you're not from Orlando, it's beautifully, I mean, the colors remind me of like 7up. It's green and yellow and the font is rather like soft and a bit cartoonish. This looks like an, it looks like Air kind of. The health food, not health food, but expensive grocery chain. It just looks healthier than it is because it's green.
1: You know what I will say? I will say if I was vegan, like you know, back when we were doing B in January and things like that, I would be thankful for a place like this if I was a hard and fast Mm -hmm. rule, I'm only eating plant-based food Mm -hmm. because once I crave something Mm -hmm. like this, it's a good place for me to go. So I think there are enough people in Orlando because there is a lot of that community here that there's probably enough people that are going there that are going to keep them in business.
0: So it's just like an omnivore or a person who just eats normal food anyway I mean, not normal food, but animal-based food who just one of these days wants to go to Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Yep, exactly. It's still not healthier or better. It's just...
1: It's a craving and here's a place to do it. Bingo. That's our our
0: stance on most of these plant-based type restaurants. Though, again, lots of... I I do think that plant-based ingredients in the grocery store are only going to become more popular and available as well. So you just have to be a mindful consumer and do your research.
1: Yeah. I think one other thing we need to talk about is uh, the non-alcohol cocktails because it's dry January for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are popping up all over. I mean, even non-alcoholic spirits so people can make cocktail alternatives. They're in the
1: front of ABC, man. They're just like you walk in and they're everywhere. What do you think? Which is, it's just kind of crazy to me to go into a liquor store and then what's front and display center are the non-alcoholic spirits when I was pregnant, I tried the seed lip one, which again has really good marketing and looks really cool. And I enjoy making cocktails. So I thought that would be fun to like make some non-alcoholic cocktails. And it tasted like nothing. It tasted <laughs> it tasted like rainwater with a little bit of sugar and ginger flavor. So I got the one that was supposed to be gin that was supposed to have like juniper and different herbs. And, and it really just tasted like nothing. And I felt like, man, I paid thirty dollars for this bottle of water i'm so glad to hear you say that because that's Ugh. what
0: i thought as well i was like why would you buy because i'm thinking like well, all the cocktails i mean yeah there's like some different tastes like aftertaste but i'm like wouldn't you just take out the alcohol for all these cocktails and it would taste better <laughs> like i'm like the gin and the vodka ruin everything i think i'm like this would be a delicious fruit drink if you <laughs>
1: And, like, if I'm going to drink it, it's because I want the buzz, so... Yeah, we're opposite. I can, I can like, appreciate the taste of the alcohol that's in it if it's done right and in the right balance, but it was... I was unable to get that same hmm. kind of a thing from I'm this, so then I didn't buy another one. I obviously wasn't going to waste money on another one, um, but I would just do, like... The bubbly water with mint and maybe some other fruit or something like that in it if I wanted a mocktail.
0: A lot of the non-alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic wines are on the rise, too. Those Mm I more understand Mm -hmm. because then you get to feel like you're part of the group. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was taking a break from alcohol, I would do a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. I like that, the, I like that bars and breweries have mm-hmm. that option. I think that's great, not only for pregnant people, but for people who just alcohol isn't a part of their life. And you don't have to make it a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. you can still go to the brewery with your friends and get the kombucha or get whatever the, the cool soda it is that they have. I, I just like that they do have alternatives now because I think people are flirting with that non-alcoholic mm-hmm. life a mm-hmm. lot more than... Like, alcohol is just not as cool as it used to be. No, it's not. It's, I mean, even with college kids, when I have college kids come in here and I ask them, like, how much are you drinking? And they'll admit it to me. It's not like, oh, if I'm not 21, I'm not telling you. They always tell me. But it's nothing like when I was in college at all. People are, they're finding other things to do. And I had a, a client who's at a major state university and I'm like, how much do you guys party? He's like, you know, I got maybe once a week. And I'm like, really? Do you think you can keep that up? He's like, yeah, I think I can keep that up. It's not hard for me. Dude, okay. That's serious so to me. I wonder
0: also, <clears throat> keep in mind, the people that we see are health-minded people. Like, I don't anticipate when I have college kids, most of them are really like responsible button up kids.
1: So I don't know if it's like the This guy wasn't. No. He wasn't. He he was a uh, he was not health conscious. This is okay. kind of his first rodeo. It's a normal dude. Kind of a
0: thing. Okay. Yeah interesting i also wonder if a lot of it and this is just me speculating is due to them more having more information and access to how unhealthy or consequential over consuming alcohol or partying it could be
1: or just the fact that everybody has a cell phone in their pocket and are gonna video you if you're doing yeah. something stupid oh my God. Now. we were just talking about that the other day if if there was like um instagram stories and all that stuff when i was in high Back school
0: in the day. It ruined my life
1: yeah, so me—I may, mean, maybe people are just doing less stupid stuff because they know it's going to be on camera. I think people are anxious? I think also this is me being again speculative.
0: Social anxiety has <clears throat> increased. Anxiety in general amongst adolescents has increased because not only are there declining rates of alcohol use, drug use, but also unprotected sex or sex in general, which is interesting. And I wonder if it's because kids are just like going out less or more
1: anxious like not having as much human connection at all so they're going out less mm-hmm. interesting i don't know i don't know
0: either just an interesting trend at the end of the day consuming less alcohol
1: as a country good great great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great great for your liver great for the rest of your body yeah so I, i'm for it <laughs> Woo-hoo! I'm, I'm not necessarily for the 30 dollar non-alcoholic spirits um but all those alternative drinks that are more fun to drink to get out when you're at a brewery or at a, a restaurant or something like that i'm for it
0: if we're looking at it from a health perspective it is of course to say for cocktails that are really sugary okay sure there's some alcohol in it
1: better but that doesn't just automatically make them healthier yeah uh this Restaurant bias Firebirds. They do some fire non-alcoholic. Oh yeah, beverages. <laughs> it's probably one of the best places I had in Orlando when I wasn't drinking. So when you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Cool. One other weird trend I have to mention because I think
0: it's interesting. This is up my alley. Cycling your diet with your
1: menstrual cycle. Yeah, this is one of these things that Kate is down went, like oh, yeah, a, this never good. would have crossed my radar i could
0: talk <laughs> about periods all day long <laughs> i'm obsessed <laughs> well i mean if we're talking about like hormone trend i mean wellness trends hormone balancing has been in a conversation for years i don't think that's going anywhere either i think that's being talked about a lot and what's i think this is cool people are cycling their exercise and diet with the phases of their menstrual cycle So I did a podcast episode about what to eat during your period if you are really interested in it. I can't remember what episode it was, but it wasn't that long ago. So if you just scroll down a little bit, you'll find it. But one of the interesting things that was never talked about when I was in high school or college or when I was really at the peak of exercising was how when you're about to start your period or when you're on your period, you don't really need to be doing high intensity, intense weight training activity. So you can still exercise and you should still move your body if you're feeling up to it, just doing more low-impact type of exercises. And then choosing foods right when you start your period and as you end your menstrual phase and move into your follicular phase, eating foods that are really high in iron to help replenish Mm -hmm. uh, the iron that was lost through your cycle, because a lot of women do suffer from iron deficiencies, especially if they are active. And those are things that... I never thought about. Seems
1: like such common sense, but not talked about. Right. Like what you're saying, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. That does make sense. And if you pay attention, that's probably when you're less likely to crave those intense movements. And so you're like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want to do this workout that I have planned today? I just want to lay on my mat and do yoga. Well, you probably should on that day.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I think what there was something you'd said earlier, I don't know what it was, But it reminded me that hustle culture or just push hard, go harder, do, do, do is on its way out and people are more accepting of going with the flow. And that reminded me of that because when hustle culture was at its peak, it was get out of of bed, no excuses, no days off, you signed up for Orange Theory, you're going to Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. And those types of classes will charge you if you don't go, so if you reserve in advance, and you need to take a day off because you have menstrual cramps, or you just feel awful because of a drop in your hormones, and you still have to go. Or if you don't go, you feel guilty and bad about it. And then when you have a natural increase in hunger right before your period, you might feel guilty because you couldn't work out, and now you're (laughs) hungry. So I like this conversation because, A, it prompts people to, at least women, to become more in tune with their body, which is always something that we're talking about. If you wake up and you feel... Like absolute garbage, and you feel pressured to work out. Don't work out. Listen to your body. On the flip side, if you feel great and it's just you mentally being lazy, you have to practice getting in tune with your body to know which is which. Is it your right. mind or your body? Right. And then it just can help you create more variety and diversity in your diet if you're thinking about adding, you know, uh, v- fruits and vegetables high in vitamin C after you have your menstrual cycle to help. Facilitate that absorption of more iron mm-hmm. i think that's just kind of fun but that might just be the nerdy nutrition me. yeah i
1: think it makes a lot of sense and makes a lot of sense for anyone who experiences a period to pay attention to that kind of stuff
0: that was a lot of wellness trends <laughs> you know we had, we had a few other ones honorable mentions adaptogens uh, i think that's the only one we really didn't talk about i do think they're on the rise we were going to mention whether we think intermittent fasting is on its way out or if that's um, still increasing. Yeah,
1: I definitely don't hear about it as much. And I think a lot of the the magic of the intermittent fasting has been dispelled. Like when you really just talk through it, it's like, how long did you not eat? Like, did you go to bed last night? Did you stop eating before 9pm? Like, okay, cool. You're intermittent fasting then. Yeah. So I think a lot of the magic has been dispelled there. So I don't know how many people are still interested I still get questions.
0: I get enough questions about it where I don't think it's on its way out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's hit its peak.
1: I yeah. Think it mm-hmm. its
0: peak popularity. Mm-hmm. Though there is, I got an email from a client and I tried to watch 30 minutes of it and I couldn't do it. It was a new show with Chris Hemsworth and Peter Atiyah. Okay. Where they're talking about fasting and doing all these things. Okay. And maybe it's just because we talk about these things all the time that I just, for entertainment, I cannot watch a show <laughs> about intermittent fasting. But it just came out. And it's really Is this well like a produced. series
1: they're doing together? Yeah, I think it was on oh, HBO,
0: Amazon. It was. I can't. Oh, I have no idea. But yeah, it's Doctor Peter Whoa. Tia, who I who I like.
1: Yeah, he's wonderful. He's just so boring.
0: <laughs> His voice. He's so smart, but he's so boring.
1: I don't know. I think he's interesting. I think
0: he's getting better. He's got. You don't like any of those that I like. I love Doctor Andrew Huberman. I can listen to them forever. No,
1: cannot listen to him at all. I. Smart. So Peter, it's, yeah, I save everyone. I'm like, I'm definitely going to listen to this. And then I'm 10 minutes in and I realize I've been thinking about everything other than what he's saying. So I just waste my time. Yeah. And I have gotten some good things out of his podcast before. But for entertainment purposes, it just doesn't really work for me. It's a lecture.
0: You have to sit <laughs> down with a pen and paper and tape your eyes open and just listen. But I don't see intermittent fasting going anywhere. I know that he has an app that he is an investor in zero for fasting Mm -hmm. so of course he's going to talk about fasting Mm -hmm. but i'm not really i I mean you and i were kind of on the intermittent fasting train for a while and now it's just like nope just don't eat while you sleep
1: 12 13 14 hours is chris helmsworth helmsworth is he the host of the show then or it was subject they have him doing all these crazy things, you know, spearfishing. Oh, yeah. I saw something about that. Okay, yeah. It's like challenging him in a bunch of different ways. I think I saw the first parts of the first episode they were monitoring his stress levels as he was walking across a bridge or something like that like mm-hmm. a high level like i, I don't know they're monitoring like what it did to his heart rate if he was in a stressful situation or something i'm not really sure what the point was there you go you got your friday night
0: entertainment pop the popcorn and watch Chris Emsworth walk across the bridge oh sorry I, mean to snort. I meant to make a snoring noise on that note so we don't put you to sleep either any other wellness trends that you wanted to mention before we sign off for today? No, I think we hit them. I'd be curious to hear what other people predict, for at least a food and exercise perspective on on what kind of diet trends you think are going to pop up in 2023. I also think it'd be interesting for us, you know, sometime in the summer to revisit this episode mm-hmm. and decide, hey, did, did we predict things (laughs) accurately? Are things changing? And as always, there's always going to be something new. It always goes in cycles. So if you have any insight, any predictions, just shoot us a message on our Instagram, nutrition.awareness just tell us what you think could be a trend. I would love to just collect the answers and revisit them later.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see from a consumer perspective because we have such a weird perspective just being immersed in this world all the time. Like, well, what about the people who are just going to the grocery store once a week and kind of thinking about food just in terms of themselves and their family? Like, what are you guys seeing as a trend?
0: Do all the work for us. <laughs> Bye for us. All right, thank you guys. We'll see you next time hope you enjoyed this episode of the nutrition awareness podcast and if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world screenshot this episode and tag us
1: on instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you to get notified about the next episode of nutrition awareness be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode To create your own personalized nutrition plan with us,
0: be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website,
1: www.orlandodietician.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.